0: Welcome to another edition to the USF Don's Weekly Magazine Show. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis, and this is another edition of the Don's Weekly Magazine Show, recap of the Don's series sweep over the Santa Clara Broncos in West Coast Conference play. We'll have an interview, or one of our special guests will be on this podcast, will be the catcher from St. Ignatius High School here in San Francisco, Robert Emery. We'll also have a, a... Take a look into the West Coast Conference standings, and we'll preview this weekend's series with Dr. with Zach Zegler that we preview the Dons will be taking on the Loyola Marymount Lions in a very crucial matchup in the West Coast Conference and check the standings and so much more. USF Dons Weekly Podcast presented by by Provident Credit Union, we want a free checking account that pays you? Provident Credit Union. Union Super Rewards checking account that pays you over 2% interest and features no annual fees. Visit ProvidentCheckin.com. That's providentchecking.com for more details. By Park & Fly, Park & Fly has more than 50 years of convenient, hassle-free airport parking. Visit PNF.com. Come for, for discounts on airport parking outside the San Francisco and Oakland Bay Area. That's PNF.com for Park & Fly. By Lex Bus America Shuttle Services. Make the fan out of you. probably serving the Bay Area tech companies and USF campus. Lex Bus America Bus is the leading choice in community sur- shuttle services and group charter transportation. Get your people moving with Lex Bus America. And also by Lyft. Skip the hassle get, getting from Benaday Diamond or the Sobrato Center. Lyft is our official ride-sharing partner of, in your transportation pr- provided download the app and get affordable ride in minutes. New users get $10 off and ride chair credit with the code GO GoUSFDONS and don't forget, Don's fans use the lift zones outside Benaday Diamond as drop off and pickup zones use Lyft, proud partner of USF Don's and buy Coke 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 and is there, and power sports through Powerade is the official sports drink of USF Don's Athletics We'll start off with the program with with a catcher who's who's here from the Bay Area. He caught for St. Ignatius High School. We'll talk about his uh, great performance over the weekend. He ended up having a great weekend. He was 6-12 for with five RBIs in the series sweep over the San Clara Broncos. And we come back, we'll have our special guest this week, catcher Robert Emery. And then later on, we'll have Zach Ziegler as our baseball analytics will recap the the series against Santa Clara, and we previewed the Loyola Marymont series, the big three-game series coming up as the Dons beginning this stretch where they're still of the second of a nine-game, big nine-game homestand, which will tell a long tale of how far the Dons will be with a fight for a spot to go to the West Coast Conference tournament coming in late May. We'll have that interview with Robert Emery when we come back. Fans. Be sure to stop by the USF Bookstore to get all your favorite Don's gear. Wear your green and gold with pride and visit the USF Bookstore this week. The Don's Bookstore on campus is open six days a week, Monday through Thursdays from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m., Fridays 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., Saturdays 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., closed on Sundays. Hey, Don fans, skip the hassle getting from Bidet Diamond or the Sombrado Center. Lyft is our official ride-sharing partner and has your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get an affordable rate ride in minutes. New users get $10 ride-off in credit with the code GOUSFDONS. And don't forget, Dons fans, use the Lyft zones outside Benaday Diamond as drop-off and pickup zones. Use Lyft, proud partner of USF Dons. Well, welcome to our back onto our USF Don's podcast here on our weekly magazine show. We're talking with uh, the catcher, is Robert Emery. He went to Saint Ignatius High School and local guy. And also he um, he had a great game, going six for twelve in the Don's three game series sweep. He had a big two run home run over the weekend, or, or and they had a great great weekend. So, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Professor. Oh, uh, so just tell me, you guys um, guys uh, came down to Santa Clara and really uh, made a statement over the weekend, even though Santa has not been playing well, but still a longtime conference rival.
1: Yeah, I, I think the important thing was uh, we kept our D strong over the weekend. Um, you know, not so much on Saturday, but, uh, you know, for us, the key the whole year is just having a good D. Um, you know, so we're feeling pretty good right now. So, um, you know, just – went down there and, and G said it best you know sometimes the hardest wins to get are the ones you know you should get and uh, we stayed in the moment and you know they, they had some um, moments where they they made some good plays or they they got some runs and we just stayed with us and and uh, you know came away with three wins like like we expected
0: well that's a very important first three three-game sweep over the weekend now you proved your record to six and eight away from the hilltop so you know that helps very well when you the win on the road is very important if you're going to have a chance to go go far late in the in the late May and possibly even early June. Go figure.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this team. You know, we we've been coming from behind a lot. Um, that's something we take pride in. We love we love coming from behind. So, um, you know, on the road that's a little harder to do just because the momentum and the the moment uh, can get away from you, and obviously you don't have that last chance to to walk it off
0: um and that's the hardest though because the the team you're um trying to protect your lead going into that last half of the inning when i was saying you know when i always do audio when my audio calls when you when the team is uh, is trailing it's uh they say last chance but i kind of use it in like that bar terminology last call for the home team or vice, vice versa
1: yeah yeah no doubt i mean you know this uh you, there can be a little pressure when you're going into the bottom ninth at home down, but uh, if you can carry some momentum like like we have throughout the the last third of the game at home, um, you know this isn't a group that feels a lot of pressure. Uh, you know we, we don't really have a panic button, so um, you know as long as we can just you know like I said keep our D strong, um, you know that's been our biggest our biggest nemesis this season. Um, so you know when we've when we've had good D. Uh, you know it's been hard to beat us
0: also uh, just tell me I mean you with uh, the St. Ignatius High School here in San Francisco uh, SI I know it very well because you know I played at George Washington High School through my high school years and uh, played against SI in the um, those non-conference uh, non-conference games we played them every year uh, only once in my three years uh, we beat them it was my senior year we beat them on a walk off basis loaded walk in the seventh inning uh, what was it like what was it how, how you like that over at St. Ignatius, I mean, a great tradition there. Of course, my uh, old coach, Joe Guaca was a was was a pitcher, was there, played there. He graduated there in the early 60s, so I can know what's the – it's like players here, either what here or their rival, uh, yeah. Sacred Heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a great experience um, going to school in San Francisco. Um, kind of I had a, a great group of guys ahead of me that – we had gone through the junior dons program um together and we had a close-knit group nico jackson jack klein um you know matt crook all those guys were a couple years ahead of me and and were doing big things for for si so it it made it a a pretty easy decision as to where i wanted to go um you know i had a great opportunity to to catch matt crook the year he was uh he went 34th overall in the draft you know that was a a great highlight, and you know it's something I'm I'm proud of. So
0: yeah. Yeah, and then you know the other one went drafted by the Marlins.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was drafted by the Marlins in the in the supplemental first round. Uh, compensation, I think. Yeah, compensation round. Yep. We had uh, we had Jack Klein get drafted that year. I know you know. Stanford. Yeah, I know if Nico had been healthy, he certainly would have had a shot of getting drafted. Um, so yeah, it was a we had a good team that year.
0: I think he was going to probably come here no matter what, though, just you know, just because of you know, head coach and the son.
1: Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. But but there were certainly scouts looking at him. So yeah.
0: Also, I mean, I mean, when when did you uh, how you got approached it with USF? Because going back to the Junior Johns Gi- program.
1: Yeah. Uh, so for me, you know, USF has always been a, a home for me. You know, I, um, you know, trained here. Through high school coming up, um, and when it came time for me to decide where I was going to college, it came down for to, for me for USF and uh, Dartmouth College on the, the west or the east coast. Um, felt like uh, I wanted to see what what Dartmouth had to offer, and quickly realized that once I got there that it wasn't what I was really looking for. So I made the decision. Um, Fly back home. Come on back home and. And it's been a it's been a great journey here at
0: USF. So, whoa, well, when you were at the junior dons, well, this was what what year was this when you were the junior dons? This was like uh, 2005, 2000, or 2006, 2007. So, so, you,
1: so uh, my coaches were Derek Tate, Derek, Cole,
0: Cole Stipovich. Cole, those were the uh, guys um, that was the guys 13 years ago won the first ever conference title. That was I still say the 06 in the 20 years. And this is my 21st year covering the dons. Was my favorite team to cover. They were like. All pro, like pros. Let the pros take over, and they, those guys uh, were my favorite. I, I'm almost like a big brother to those guys because they're all a majority of them are almost my like my little sister's age, yes. and uh, I could relate. And I know those get that group very well of uh, the early mid 2000s. This was like 2004. Zach Kim, Jackson- McGuigan up,
1: right uh, Tabo Hall. Taba, uh, Rayleigh. Yeah, I mean Rayleigh. You know, it's funny that still the apartment across the street where Joey Steele and all them live, 2312 Golden Gate, I used to be getting dropped off there to go to Don's practice with Jim Salmons, Zach Kim.
0: Jim Jackson, Salmon. he was a bait.
1: Derek Tate, um, all those guys. So it's it's been a fun journey just seeing, you know, some of the greats of this program.
0: And Joey Rayleigh, they stayed right across the street there back in the day. The, and I and right there I mean that, that was a fun group because they they talked about things I mean on the bus on the right there I mean things I cannot we cannot repeat, yeah, we repeat. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> go I mean it's between well in other words uh, for the, for the <laughs> it's between the not, hours between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m in the morning go figure <laughs> I can imagine they' were a fun group I mean fun coming to the ballpark uh, you know, the, the and that was that group was part of that 06 team that won the first ever, uh, went to a re, went to a regional for the first time.
1: Yeah, so hopefully we can, uh, you know, fall in their footsteps this year and and make it back to the uh, Banner Island and pass that to a regional.
0: That's the ultimate goal every year. I mean, and you know, the ultimate the ultimate grand prize is hopefully going to Omaha. That be the ultimate grand prize. Yeah. No. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, what's the uh, finally uh, the outlook for the rest of the way though? Down the stretch, how are you guys gonna?
1: Yeah, you know I, the biggest key for us is you know keeping our, the D strong and um, you know if we can if we can make other teams beat us as opposed to uh, us beating ourselves, um, you know we're gonna have a chance to do some damage here down the stretch. You know we there's no panic button in this group. Um, you know. Ten come-from-behind wins will we'll attest to that. So, um, you know, if, if we can just catch the ball, throw the ball, and, and do the simple things well, you know, we're going to have a shot to, to make some noise here.
0: All right, Robert. Uh, okay,
1: thanks for being on there, Rob. Hey, thank you very much, B.
0: That's Robert Emery, the catcher, designated hitter. And I'm Brian, Professor B. Davis. We will continue in just a moment on the Don's Weekly Magazine Show here on FM. Hey, Don fans, skip the hassle of getting from Benaday Diamond or the Sombrano Center. Lyft is our official ride-sharing partner and has your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get an affordable rate ride in minutes. New users get $10 ride-off in credit with the code GOUSFDONS. And don't forget, Don's fans, use the Lyft zones outside Benaday Diamond as drop-off and pickup zones. Use Lyft, proud partner of USF Don's. Cap that weekend, and then the Dons. By the way, they also won their midweek game six to three on Tuesday night against San Clara, so or San Jose State in their midweek game here on the Hilltop. So, Coach, what's we uh, re- reset that series of the last several days? It was a great weekend for the dimes
2: Yeah, Brian. I think you know you look at uh, we played well on Friday for a ten nothing win, uh, pitched well with Ornito, and uh, offensively we got it going. And then uh, Saturday didn't play as well. <laughs> Um, you know, four airs uh, but we hung on to get a victory. And then Sunday we cleaned it up and, uh, we played pretty good for a 4-1 win. Uh, anytime you can sweep on the road and, uh, you can, you can sweep Santa Clara on the road is, is good for us. So, uh, we were excited about that. It kind of put us back in the race. And then, uh, we gave up three early yesterday and, and we ended up coming back and winning 6-3. So we're starting to put some runs on the board, uh, starting to hold our opponent down, uh, And, uh, you know, kind of a pretty good bounce back from the the Sunday loss at San Diego to where we are this week. You know, the guys have just shown resiliency to be able to bounce back and and get ready for the next one. Well, I think
0: that's kind of been so far because they they need to win this series against a struggling San Clara team, even though they remember that feeling last year when the Broncos went up there and just was – flaring fly balls and, and hitting around and et cetera, et cetera, go figure. And it was a terrible feeling. They didn't want that to happen again. But as we now move forward, the, the this series, or actually now we're at the halfway mark as we do an assessment with this team. We're at the halfway point. We do this every time this time of the year. The Dons right now sit in the West Coast Conference right now at 16-11 overall, and they, right now they sit at Five, at six and three and what are your thoughts going into the for the first doing the set during the halfway mark
2: well you know I, I'd kind of hope that we would have played better defense up to this mark and uh, I thought we were going to pitch a little bit better but the injuries uh kind of set us back and we were kind of trying to find ourselves I think we've kind of finally come up for air with Nishak giving us some innings and slaminski giving us some innings and uh You know, we're trying to find that offensive flow. Riley Helen's starting to get it going back again. But, you know, I thought maybe at the halfway point we'd have 23 or 24 wins. Right now we only have 19. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we just got to stay with it. We got to just continue playing. We got to continue playing hard. Um, Our bullpen uh, needs to continue doing what they do. If we can play defense and score runs down the stretch, uh, we should have a nice run at this thing in the second half. And, you know, if we if we win nineteen more in the second half or uh, close to that, uh, we'll be in good position. Yeah,
0: and then um, your thoughts on Grant Nieshek? He pitched very well on 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 Sunday, and it's kind of like that that Sunday with uh, both him and Alex Fam. It's really been the two. Well, because Nieshek was originally supposed to be the Saturday starter, but then because of his injury setback, now it's like a two headed monster. It's uh, if you could go on a, on a newspaper and uh, put down. The, the Sunday starters, um, the probable is it got to
2: be, you may have to say, uh, Nishak and Pham like your two-headed monsters. Yeah, you know, we, we had hoped that Landon Barasa would have been that Sunday guy, and he got hurt in the first week, and then Nishak would have been the Saturday guy, and we could have used Parker and Pham and uh, Grant Young in the bullpen, but uh, we've had to push Scotty Parker to Saturday. He's done a wonderful job for us. And obviously, Nishak coming back has given Pham some life in the bullpen, and I guess we could use both of those guys, but you know, Nishak's close. Uh, two innings first outing, four innings the next outing. Maybe he gives us six uh, this weekend against uh, Loyola Marymount, and that that would be that would be huge for us to, to be able to get anywhere from four to six innings from him, and and be able to get Fam in there uh, less innings right now. So uh, we're excited about where we are. Um, you know, we we need to play well down the stretch. We need to play well this weekend, but. We've got uh, eight games here at home, uh, one against the number one team in the country next Tuesday. Uh, oh, against,
0: yes. oh, my, and as we're doing this taping, that's going to be a big That's kind of the, the, the series of the weekend, the game, the series of the of the marquee matchup, one versus two down in uh, Palo Alto. Go figure. Stanford and UCLA.
2: Yeah, you know, but we need to take care of our business with Loyola, and then uh, we'll bounce back on Tuesday, play at home, and then the following weekend at home against a really good St. Mary's team. So, Oh, the next seven games for us is, is a great stretch where we could really really see what we're made out of and I, I like where this team's headed and I like what they're doing so uh, we just got to keep doing our thing
0: and I'm gonna you know do my assessment on the team I think uh, despite the injuries I would grade this uh, first half as we go into the second half I'm gonna grade it about a I'm gonna give them about a B plus.
2: You know, I'd probably give the defense somewhere around a C, C minus. Yep. C minus, I have to we're give right C-. around C. I think pitching is a B. We're, we're, you know, we're above average pitching wise, and that's what's helped us. And if we, if we could get that offense rolling a little bit better in the second half and, and play defense, uh this could be a competitive team.
0: And I think offensively, I'm gonna give it about a B. I'm glad you're, 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 you're,
2: you, 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 it a little bit nicer than me.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, coach. Um,
2: Thank you for being.
0: Thanks. Yeah, thank you, B. Okay. Don's fans, want a free checking account that pays you? Provident Credit Union Super Rewards checking account pays you over 2% interest fees and features on no annual fees. Visit ProvidentChecking.com. That's ProvidentChecking.com for more details. Hey Don fans, skip the hassle getting from Benaday Diamond or the Sembrano Center. Lyft is our official ride sharing partner and has your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get an affordable rate ride in minutes. New users get $10 ride-off in credit with the code GOUSFDons. And don't forget, Don fans, use the Lyft zones outside Benaday Diamond as drop-off and pickup zones. Use Lyft, proud partner of USF Dons. Welcome back here on our USF Dons Weekly Magazine Podcast. As we're now in this segment, we you know we doing a recap of the uh, continuing the recap of the Don series sweep over this last weekend over against the Santa Clara Broncos down at Stephen Shot Stadium. They winning ten nothing, six four and four to one Friday night, Saturday and Sunday afternoons respectively, as the Dons right now sit Six and three in the West Coast Conference, and they are 16-11, with including with their win. They're comfortable behind six-three victory over the San Jose State Spartans in their midweek on Tuesday. So um, now, have, have, what are your thoughts so far? Your assessment of the, of the team so far from the from the first half. Now, as we're getting ready for the second half, towards the towards down the stretch. Though, uh, your thoughts of the first half?
3: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on as always. Um, I think.
0: Uh, or, you know, first of all, we'd yeah. like to f- send your condolences to your grandfather who passed away. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't have the podcast last week because you know you had to deal with some other obligations. And our condolences go out to you and your family. So that's the first order of business.
3: Thank you, Brian. Um, he was a special man. Uh, we will miss him, but we will work hard in his honor.
0: That's why, like they like Roger Craig, uh, the former Giants home baby, who is 90 years old. When, and I remember that growing up, when a, when a one leader leaves, another resurfaces. It's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's get to this, um, yeah. to this um, the three game series sweep over Santa Clara. I mean, I was saying to myself when I was doing the audio play by play on the Arena Sportsnet Bay Area over the weekend, I said, well, you know, Zach's gonna have himself a field day when we see, he see all those numbers or the recaps. So, yeah, you know, I I think, and in, in back to how you
3: opened with what are my thoughts on just the club since we're about halfway through here, I think you look at our offense, just how dynamic um, it is, the different ways that we can score. And then um, the guys that have stepped up, the pitchers, um, he's talking about guys like Alex Pham and Scotty Parker. I was going through it. Um, Nishak uh, coming Grant, back Grant's after coming his. Grant's um, coming around. Yeah. Um, Hey, when, when Grant's back, you know, it, that first week of the season, Brian, we, we weren't entirely sure what was going to happen. And to an extent, we still aren't entirely sure what will happen with the pitching staff. Um, Grant and Daniel have both come back in uh, limited roles. They're on pitch counts right now. Um, but if we can get positive contributions from those guys, it's – for lack of better wording, it's not the same thing entirely. It's like we're playing with house money, so to speak.
0: Well, think uh, about this: if if, um, if Landon had not got hurt, yeah. if nee, if nee, if Grant had not got hurt, Barossa and Nishak had not got hurt yeah. or missed used or missed substantial amount of time, or worse, with the um, with the uh, with the ex- for, for exception of uh, Barossa out for the season with his uh, UCL injury, Tommy John. Hopefully he'll be back um, next year. He will be eligible to play again next year because he has that fifth-year gel-free card um, eligibility too. Yeah. I mean, who knows this team? And I was talking with uh, Nino a little while ago about th- th- this. Did th- this team right now, if it wasn't for those injuries, they, this team could easily, easily right now, could have 25 wins on pace for for 40 with um, near over. Uh, About the last six weeks of the season, they'd be on pace for 40. But still, with the wins wins right now, they're on pace to probably get 32 to maybe even still a chance to get 35 wins.
3: Yeah, I think one other thing that you look at, Brian, um, you look at the way that our club is playing defense. Um, If you look at the games that we've lost, um, there's a clear uptick in poor defensive play such that we have not – I want to be careful with my words here, but uh, we have yet to win a game where it's sort of a shootout while we're playing defensively messy baseball. Um, the games that we
0: play defensively sound, we win. Um, well, th- that defense is kind of between the, you know, when you play sloppy defense, the majority of the times, you're going to get in these out shootouts, though. You're like um, That point's a coin flip. I mean, it's a coin flip. I mean, Who who would you have for a shootout? I think uh, either you could have um, Tom Brady and Drew Brees uh, sitting there observing a baseball slugfest shootout, which, by the way, Tom Brady did. I uh, was drafted by the Montreal Expos as a catcher 25 years ago, the graduating class, or 24 years ago. So we both graduated the same year, 95, because we are in the same age. But I saw him in person, and we didn't know. When he was at Sarah High School, where Barry Bonds went to school, where Lynn Swann was a Super Bowl champ, and Greg Jeffries, the, the hot shot prospect of the Mets. Um,
2: Bob
3: Fitzgerald.
0: Yeah. Play-by-play
3: for the Warriors.
0: It, it has that connection. Um, but uh, Greg Jeffries, I mean, but um, Tom Brady, I mean, was behind that plate. We didn't know at the time, but that man I saw behind the plate 24 years ago in person but we didn't have practice that day was the, the man end up uh, now, you have to say, it is the, I mean, well, Joe Montana may be the greatest of my generation, but he's the greatest quarterback of his generation years later.
3: He's, he was a great baseball player, too, so I've been told. But um, I'd like to mention to you guys, Brian, that with respect to defense, um, when I first got here, I keep hearing how good Jason Kresge's glove is. And then I'm like, really? You just bring him in? That's what he, we do? That's his role? And after seeing him flash the glove in games against oh, U.S.D. Oh, made a great
0: catch out there in, in a, a, a foul territory. Um, you know that extra yeah. effort. He is kind of more of a throwback. I mean, if he was an everyday starter, yeah, he's that type to win your Gold Glove.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, he plays an he exceptional. He reminds
0: me. Um, he reminds me of a Keith Hernandez in his prime with the Mets back in the early mid '80s. Well, he's. He was with the Cardinals. He won gold gloves with the Mets. Um, he's that typical Keith Hernandez, that Keith Hernandez type, though. Um, him and uh, Kresge reminds me of something like Keith Hernandez and J.T. Snow, both in their primes when they're winning gold gloves.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think it's limited to Kres. Um I think we've got great gloves all over the field. Um, look at Tyler Villaroma in the center field. Jack's played a, um, I would say, barely sound shortstop, stuff. Rob stepped up his defensive game behind the plate. Ricky Arada can give you a good glove at third base or second base. Um, like I said, when we play defensively sound, we set ourselves up well to win. Um, the games that we have lost, um, things have started to come a- come apart on the defensive side, um, not converting batted balls outs like we should, or at the rate that we usually do. Um, but that's that's another positive thing. Uh, where
0: you play. know where I don't know where we rank in defense though right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, I haven't looked at the rest of the. I haven't looked at the rest of the league, but um, I'd say we're pretty content with where we are.
0: With well, you know, defensively back in 2011. This is eight years ago. They were, you know, we were ranked that the, the team that won the WCC conference was ranked. Their defense was ranked first in the nation.
3: Incredible.
0: 985. Um, fielding percentage, and then um, Pete Levine wins a Gold Glove. That's how good that defense was.
3: I wish I could have watched those guys
0: play. Oh, man, the defense, I mean, and then it's funny, uh, Steven Yara, who uh, made the, a line drive snag, I'll have to show you a video of it, to end that game to win that championship. That was uh, very something. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, aim
3: for perfection even if you know that you'll never get there.
0: I mean defense has always been the key of, of winning championships and then you know and the gold gloves I mean the Giants have won their share of gold gloves I remember they ranked they always ranked um, even during my year ranked in the, the top three in the in the major leagues or in the top two won or led the National League in double plays and that's always a the key they turned three double plays Couple, multiple double plays in that series. I think about four or five double plays in that series against the Santa Clara.
3: Right. Um, double plays were obviously very important. It really killed the run producing um, I guess potential for a club that you're playing.
0: And they were only, as a team, only batted on... Um, the team batting average for Santa Clara was like 217 for the whole series.
3: Yeah. I mean, we threw the ball well. Um all of our starters, you know, Riley, Scotty, Parker, did an exceptional job again. Um, Grant did well. Grant, the sheriff, was on his pitch count, and then Fam came in and shut the door the rest of the way. We um, threw it well. he filled it well. Hit uh, the ball off. will win. Yep,
0: yep. And then, uh, yeah. And then also, uh, that that was a, that was a key for us winning the, the WCC title. And then. Uh, and, for, and, and now let's uh, look at uh, who um, LMU. This is an important series. You got LMU for three. Yeah, this is huge. And then this is a the stretch of nine game homestand, back to back home series, weekend series, a two week stretch.
3: Yeah, you know, Coach talked about it. Um, defend home, you have to defend home. Um, this is going to be a great challenge. We've got some really good clubs coming in here, starting with LMU big conference matchup I think Elmue is sitting in first place I think um, we do the things that we uh, we do the things that we need to do to win I like our chances yep yep swing it well so keep staying dynamic on offense um, keep it up with the glove and then keep throwing it well
0: I like our odds uh, yeah and then um, this is going to be a great stretch of baseball because you know I was telling a lot of people that this, th- these next couple of weeks, these next two, three weeks, this next six weeks, is going to tell a lot where this team is going to be towards that drive towards the WCC.
3: Yeah. Um, obviously, it's one game at a time. Uh, I think that's that's the mindset of the squad right now, just keeping it one game at a time, um, one pitch at a time, and we'll get to where we want to be.
0: And I got graded, did my assessment with Coach G. uh and I gave the team a B Uh What would you, as your assessment, what would you grade this team overall for the, for the, after the, for the first half?
3: Uh, it's tough to assign a grade because there's so many moving pieces, but um, I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B. There are definitely points where we could have thrown it better. There are points where we could have hit it better. Um, I still think this offense has a lot to unlock, so to speak. That's
0: um, a B. Is a good grade. He's a good grade. I give him the plus because with all the injuries and they had to um, bring in the guys who just wasn't in. Scotty Parker. I mean, individual. I would give him. I would give him. Uh, I would have to give him a, a B plus. I would have gave him an A minus, but he had that that bad starting. I'm gonna give him Portland. a B plus against Portland. You're right. Um, I give him a B. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give Arneato. Of course, he's gonna get his A plus. You know, and then um, between Alex Pham and Pham and I mean, these, right now I, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Pham about an A minus. Yeah. Um. I mean, he had that one bad stretch, but he other when, when you throw goose eggs and come from behind wins without allowing the opposition to run. I mean, he had that one bad stretch. We gave up four runs against San Diego. And you know I could give, I can't quite give him a plus, but the minus is fair. A minus, just he he does compete, so that's why I'm giving him the A minus though.
3: You're talking about a guy. I mean, we've talked about it uh, in the past. That he's a competitor. He doesn't back down from anybody. He's got the explosive breaking ball. He's not afraid to use his fastball in and out of the zone. Um, he's going to attack hitters. He's a competitor. Or I would say that we're happy
0: with the way that he's coming along. And then also, um, like the outfield uh, individual grades, I'm going to give Jonathan Allen, I'm giving him, a, give him an A. I'm going to give him an A. He right now, even though he cooled off a bit, he had multi-home run games, RBIs, three to five, multiple five RBI games over close to a, a full dozen. Um, then you um, then you add in um, also a uh, Some other guys, I'm gonna give grades. I'm gonna give Highland a grade. He's starting to heat it up. I'm gonna give him about an A minus. And then um, for catching, it's a platoon situation between McCarthy and Emery. Emery, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him about a plus. Emery.
3: Yeah, Rob stepped up. Uh, We got lots of guys all over
0: the the diamond. And then how about um, and then uh, and then the uh, Brockas or the other one. not fam, um, no, not Cordell. Um, Grime. Grime, yeah. Um, Grime had some hits though, though too.
3: Yeah, he's a he's a player that we project to be a an impact player in this program. He brings an energy to a play. It's uh, fun to talk baseball with from the times that I've been able to talk with him. Um, he's he's coming along well. Um, back to the outfield, you know, we got Jonathan Allen, Ty Villaroma, and the starters out there, and then right field is sort of a, um, a matchup deal with Matty Munoz, Jacob Westerman, uh, Nick Yolk. but Yeah. Um, we're very deep out there in the outfield, and then all three of those guys have a plus glove, I would say.
0: Oh, I mean, you don't have to worry about um, those guys making errors. That's why we're in this thing because of. Uh, the info has gotta tighten it up, but the outfielders had not really make no errors though, you know. Yeah, Because like you, have, you have you only have I mean you could put a um you could put a blindfold on, uh, on Villa Roman and he he will still catch it.
3: Right, um, that's a group that you can count on. Uh, sort of like what I was talking about before. It's very clear when we have not fielded the ball well, we have not won. Uh, we're not, I'm not gonna isolate the players or positions. But you know, it's just if we can keep on with consistency all around the diamond, uh, we should be well off.
0: Yep. And um, I think uh, that – and then one more – how about the bullpen? Bullpen. That's one more yeah. thing, the bullpen.
3: Yeah. Um, I think, once again, you start talking about Alex Fam and <coughs> Julian Washburn stepping into roles. Um, that Maybe they – and I said this, I remember, with one that we're that step in roles that maybe they didn't anticipate before the the rush of injuries and it's been up and down. Um, but Julian Washburn stepped up to the plate. Joey Steele has one of the top
0: players. him um, and one of the top three in the in the West Coast conference uh, leaders in victories.
3: Right. Uh, Julian Julian's a phenomenal guy to just come in and pound the zone, get after hitters. You're not gonna expect him to walk a lot of guys. Um, Joey Steele comes in with monster breaking ball. Um, he has the strikeout stuff, and that's what you want uh, of your closer. And then of course Alex Fam is in there. Uh, I think when you the high leverage situations that we've been in in middle of games, he's usually been the guy for those situations. But it's because we we believe in him, we believe in his mentality, we believe in his stuff. Um, we comfortable comfortable matching him up against anybody. now we're we're still bringing along the freshmen. Um, all the freshmen that we got, Casey Kapama, Ryan Hecker, uh, Josh Molares, and then you can't ever forget about Grant Young. Grant Young brings he brings something different to the table, he's a guy that's gonna pound the zone. He's got the big curveball
0: What would you grade him for the for the first half so far? He's been I
3: don't know if I'd give a grade, but um,
0: I'll give him a pass.
3: Yeah, give him a pass. I guess.
0: Satisfactory.
3: Grant's a guy you know he's gonna get up there. He's gonna pound the zone. You're gonna have to field the ball well. You know what you're gonna get with him. He's a competitor. He's gonna get up there and use his stuff. He's gonna establish fastball command and pitch his breaking ball off of that fastball command.
0: And how about finally uh, Joey Steele?
3: I mean. Yeah, Joey's Joey's got the strikeout stuff on the back end of the bullpen that you want.
0: Had a clean ninth inning on Sunday one or yesterday I should say. Right. doing the shaping
3: right um, that's what you want out mm-hmm. uh, of your closer ideally you want to wipe out stuff he has that mentality he's gonna attack hitters we're, we're satisfied with it. all
0: right though uh, is Z uh, thank you for being being much and uh, what's your final outlook for the or for the second half from this point going forward
3: right um, I I hope the offense at least stays at the level that it's producing at right now, um, such that we're able to hit the long ball, we're able to manufacture, we can score with one, two, or three swings of the bat, um, not taking into account walks. The strikeouts, unfortunately, they're a little bit higher than where we would like them to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something that we're tracking. But hopefully strikeouts come down, and. I still think we have a lot of guys with the bat that um, there's a lot more to unlock, so to speak. I'm not going to name names, but no, no, you can't. Um, I think if we can do the field ball well and we cut down on our mishaps with the club, uh, with how we defend, and then I think with respect to the pitching staff, you know, we've been talking about guys that have been stepping into roles that maybe they didn't anticipate having before the season started. Scotty Parker, Alex Bam, Julian Washburn. before those guys continue to produce, and then hey, if we can get production from Grant Nishak, Daniel
0: Samensky. Samensky yeah, wasn't sharp yesterday as we we're doing this taping uh, on Tuesday. We we're doing this taping. He wasn't uh, sharp at, at all, and um, and you know maybe he he's gonna be a little sore coming back from that elbow, and you know because he's giving it all what he got because for him this is like uh, the old. In the English language, it's now or never because this is it for after this year because he's uh, out of eligibility. So you know, this is all this is all or nothing for him. So he's just you know got to give him some time. And I would give him a uh, be fair. I'd give him a pass because this is you know it's a it's kind of a flip of a coin though. You know the arm's gonna the elbow's gonna go good one day. It's gonna go bad
3: go bad another day. It's it's all. It's all over the place, but um, like you said, but he's a, and I want to talk about, you know, he's a team guy. Right. We talked about guys that have value in a, in a clubhouse, in the dugout, um, on the road, mentoring the younger guys, so to speak. He, he's one of those guys, and we're happy to have him.
0: Yeah. And he's a great guy. It's funny. <laughs> before we um, get to the next um, next thing. Um, um, <laughs> I saw Joey, um, him and his good boy, um, Thomas Ponticelli, well, what ha- well, I was on, doing the holidays, uh, over at the, um, at the Fairmont Hotel, I go down and do my Friday football forecast during the, um, winter, you know, still football season, it was the holiday times, I always like to go there when they have the gingerbread house and everything, and I, I run to Joey Steele, and he was telling me, yo, be, uh, Tommy, Tom, Tom, Tommy's gonna be here, and his family gonna be, because he had graduated earlier that day, And I saw them, but I didn't see. And as I was doing, as I was rolling, doing my broadcast um, of my, um, doing my football predictions, I hear a cheer right by the Christmas tree. So then I, and then like I take my camera. and This was live. This was live. I go over there, and then like next thing I knew, and I I see him proposing to this young lady, and I never even saw him before. So I mean, I I even got the video. I'll have to show you later. So then what happened was um he um he proposed to his girlfriend and they weren't dating for that long, just for a few months, and then like it caught me off guard, though, know? and then uh, I, I met um I taught saw Thomas, said, hey you really put and then and I just and it was like and Joey was telling me he was flagging me down what he was gonna propose. I really didn't know what was going on. And it was the first time I, I saw the the young lady in person in person look, I didn't know I I'm not in the, in the guys uh, in their their Personal. lives Personal. exactly. I just don't. I don't get all well, caught up with that. Love, but love is a beautiful thing. I mean, hey, if it was the if the, that was the right one, hey, congratulations well. and and I think uh, Steele's gonna probably I think he's gonna be his best man at his wedding on a later date. That's what he told me for off the record though. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah, but um, that is that for now. Um, we covered a lot. And We got a lot it always feels good when a team is winning though and especially come off a three-game sweep Which by the way, this was the first sweep they have done All year this season and it was very important to get that first road series win away from the hilltop They, they play respectable on the road to go with their their 11 and 1 home record and uh, we're and, and there's more the best and more to come though, and it's gonna be a good finish for the rest of this season and and which by the way uh, the Dons in this decade have beaten swept Santa Clara five different times in this decade 10 of the last 12 um, series wins versus them going back to 2009 and since Stephen Shot Stadium opened back in 2005 the Dons have only won a series have only lost a series against them only once
3: keep that up
0: all right Zach um, thank you for being on. we'll talk to you again next week sounds good B. all right that's Zach Zangler our Doctor Z we call him the dr. Z our moment we talk with about the recap of the Don's and the analytics and so much of this segment and we'll continue on the weekly magazine show I'm Brian Professor B Davis you're listening to USF Don's weekly magazine Roundtable. Okay, that's going to do it for our, another edition of our USF Dons weekly podcast. As we like to thank all our special guests, and uh, as we thank Robert Emery, the St. Ignatius graduate and San Francisco native Robert Emery, for being on the show, who has a great performance last weekend in the series sweep over the Santa Clara Broncos. And also, Neo Town: a recap of the week uh, of the weekend series against Santa Clara, in the midweek series against San Jose State Spartans. And then we had Zach Zager: we had a recap of um, of that, breaking down that the, the four games of the weekend in the midweek series as well. Well, coming up for the USF Dons: this continuous of this nine-game homestand. For your San Francisco Dons. The Dons will be back in action this weekend. As they'll take on the Loyola Marymount Lions. Right now the USF Dons sitting at. Right there in that mix. In the West Coast Conference. As the Dons right now sitting at 5-4. and four, Or 5-6-3 and, six and three right now. They sit one game out in first place. In the West Coast Conference. This is a very big game. As both. The, the Cougars and the Lions are tied for first place. Dons sit at six and three one game back and they're a game ahead of Pepperdine of both Pepperdine and Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference in third place alone and they own right now. They own a three game lead ahead of St. Mary's in, in the West Coast Conference. So the Dons knowing that the, the, this is a golden opportunity they have only lost once all year long. They can take full advantage of their home field advantage, and hope we you come and join us on the hilltop this weekend. Uh, The first uh, Friday will be at 3 p.m. First pitch will be at 3 p.m. A reminder on Friday: a a system supposed to hit the Bay Area rain expected in the forecast Friday afternoon. It's going to kind of have a major effect of also for that game, possibly as well for the Giants' home opener. I will. For the, for the homeowner as well, we will keep you updated if anything happens. Go to usf.com for updates on the potential if there's a cancellation and a potential double hair be made up for this series over the weekend. So Friday, weather permitting, at 3 p.m. Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. and those games and then those games will be all be on the W.T.V. As Pat Olsen will give you the play-by-play over the... He'll take you all the way through the weekend. And then the Dons will take on the second-ranked Stanford Cardinals on Tuesday. Their next midweek game on the Hilltop. That's Tuesday. And the game will be at 3 p.m. against the number two-ranked team in the nation as we do on this tape against the Stanford Cardinals. And when you come out to the ballpark on Tuesday, next Tuesday, it's a free mug giveaway for the first 300 fans you will get a free USF Dons mug and hope to come out there for the games and then the Dons continue that homestand the following weekend against St. Mary's. Autism Awareness will be coming up on, that will be coming up on April the 15th when the Dons take on, or correction, that will be on the 14th when they take on the St. Mary's Gales. That'll be Autism Awareness Day, and we'll coming up in our next weekly podcast. We'll interview Deb Peralta, who is considered the baseball mom. We'll talk about the Autism Awareness Day, and we'll, uh, and of course, she's the godmother of former USF Don catcher and pitcher Danny Morales, who played here on the Hilltop from 2004 to 2007. And, of course, he was a part of that first-ever West Coast Conference uh, championship team, the team that went to the NCAA regionals for the first time in school history some 13 years ago. Well, that's it for now. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. I'd like to thank everybody here. And one more thing, congratulations to Todd Golden, USF men's, the new USF men's basketball coach, he takes over for Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith to accept the job to go up to Pullman, Washington, to take on for the Washington uh, Cougars job up in Pullman, up in the Pacific Northwest. We say congratulations to him and his wife and the family, and we wish them well up there, up in in Pullman. But we'd uh, like to thank everybody here. Like thank everybody, thank you for listening and um, listen to our weekly podcast. And we'll have another this next week as well. And come out to the ballpark as well. Get your tickets at usfdons.com. Call the Don's box office at 415-422-2USF. That's 415-422-2USF. The box office is open daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, you go to usfdons.com slash tickets as well to purchase your tickets as well as Tommy Hepler, our ticket manager, he will take good care of you. That's it for now. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. For all the latest news on USF Dons athletics and so much more, go to usfdons.com. That's usfdons.com. And in the meantime, I'm Brian Professor B. Davis and wishing you so long. And thank you for listening to another edition of the USF Dons Weekly Magazine Podcast on anchor.fm. ASN Bay Area. USF Don's weekly podcast in association with ASN Bay Area where every team has a fan and every fan has a voice. The network home of champions.